The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. going to be a fun show today. I'm trying to get that little thing working behind us mm-hmm. and uh, hope everybody is well. Um, happy Wednesday. <laughs> Before we get started while I'm playing around with stuff, let me introduce my gorgeous, cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Mm, flattery will get you everywhere, as they say. Uh, yes, I am very busy writing a book. Yep. There you go, Jim. Good. I'm writing a book. We're very dark. There we are. We're very light. <laughs> here we are. Good over here. We're good. Okay. I'm writing a book. And the title of the book is A Little of This and A Little of That About Show Business. I'm writing about all the celebrities I've met in my life, which are many, 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 and little stories about them, how I met them and who they were, and a little bit of gossip about them. Also, some about my private life, which, you know, I, I really didn't want to get too involved in because... It's very difficult going back uh, so many years. I'm 82, so going back, let's say, uh, uh, 70 years or 75 years that I remember, it's difficult. There's a lot of uh, sadness, a lot of loss of people I loved very much. And when I relive those moments I spent with them, I become very morose. So I'm having a little uh, trouble with it. I'm a very sensitive guy. Uh, Most writers are pretty uh, tough. They can write about anything and not get emotionally involved. But I get very involved in what I write because it's all true. None of it's a lie. None of it's made up. And I try to keep it as accurate as I can. I try not to go off uh, offline of what I'm talking about. But I think it's going to be an interesting book. And I'm very happy that people on Facebook are saying they cannot wait to get it to read it. Uh, I hope it enlightens people today in our business, I hope they get the book because it tells what show business in Hollywood was like 50, 60 years ago when it was different than today, when we had stars who looked like stars, who behaved like stars because the studio saw to that. And people in general dressed beautifully, were groomed beautifully. No one looked like the people look today. Everyone was beautiful. And that made the world beautiful. No matter where you went was beautiful. Department stores, restaurants, uh, candy stores on the corner. Everything was just so perfect back then. Today, we have become Best Buy. Jimmy, what are you doing? Go ahead. You're all right. Today, we have become Best Buy and 
marshals and all that stuff. Uh, totally, Jimmy. What are you doing? I'm I'm trying to make a different. Well, you background. should do this before we go on the air. Now we're going to fight again. You can't see it. Now we're going to fight again. <laughs> we're not gonna... I mean, he does this. So I hate his equipment. I told him just before we went on the air. If he doesn't get everything right, I'm off this show. I don't work on amateur shows. This is amateur. Look what you're doing. We have we're on the air and you're fooling around. It doesn't matter. Nobody sees me fooling around but you. <laughs> Well, the baloney, <laughs> baloney, the camera is videoing that. <laughs> anyway, go. Now we have a brick wall. I look like no, the, we're getting rid of the, the brick Valentine, wall. I just got rid of the, the brick Valentine's wall. Day massacre. I just got rid of the brick wall. Yeah. I look like the Valentine's yeah, like they when they lined them up at Valentine's Day and shot them all against the brick wall. It'll go back in a second. Oh, here we are. Now I see my kitchen. Anyway, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Go. This is very disconcerting. I just think because but, that seems... You know, Jimmy Starr has his own way of doing things. If I were producing this show, it would be like my show used to be, Set the Record Straight, which was on Channel 111 television, real television, not this podcast crap. I was on television, and my show went from Northern California to Northern Mexico. And then it was soon to go nation, nationwide, but I forgot what happened. Oh, Time Warner Cable folded, and we all had to leave the studio. So my show folded when Time, Time Warner Cable. I think they became something else. I really don't remember. So there you go. Now now they got me blue. Look at this crap. Now, the this, blue was already there. That was what I was trying to get you, rid of. This is hideous. I'm not doing it. It's not. It's doing it. Who's doing it? The ghost of Mrs. Mule. No, I have it on no background at all. And it's. Oh, I can't tell. And it's this. not working. What happened? Engineer, can you help this? Form? No, he can't help it. It's me. Well, our He's engineer might out. be able to do something. Ask. Juan, how do I get it off Juan, of there? Juan, show this. I put the virtual background back to none, but it's not going back to none. Now we're shooting half of our show with. Come up with now. There we go. There we go. We're doing half. What is, that looks horrible. We're doing half of our show with uh, technical advice. So what's up, really. everybody? So we've got two guests coming on today. Tommy Brunswick, uh, who's actually a female. Her name is Tommy Brunswick, and Nicole Vegas, uh, who we do a whole lot. Uh, oh, he says it's because of our TV in the background is on a delay. Okay, so there we go. Um, so you guys, Astros here to brighten our day. Astros right, here Astros. to brighten our day. We I just said hey. that. I just uh, said that. Now you're going to copy what the I Yosh, say. The Yo oh, Show is in the chat room now. What's up, Yo oh. Show? How you guys doing? Well, Angela Joseph is in the chat room. Hi, Ange Angela. Angie, Angie, Angie. When are we going to see you? I need hugs. I miss you. Absolutely. Angela Joseph is probably one of the warmest, dearest, nicest people I've met since we moved back to California. Right, Angie. We have a good time together. Absolutely. And she lives in Colorado, which is, you know, she has like- She 70, said hello and hugs to you. Yeah, well, she has five, 75 kids, I think. Maybe she has 12 or 15 children. I don't remember. But I went to her house and there were like thousands of children <laughs> that she kept introducing me to. This is my daughter. This is my son. Anyway, she's stuck in Colorado because of her family. She'd love to be in California so she could work. You know, she's a film producer and an actress. And she's still uh, working. She's still working from the freezing cold all, of all over the place. I know. Anyway, Angie, kisses to you, my darling. Absolutely, it's going to be a lot of fun, you guys. So Tommy and, Brunswick and that boy got so beautiful. The blonde that was on Facebook, the tall one. I don't know which one that was. Maybe son number thirty-eight. But anyway, he was, he really became a handsome young man. Absolutely, he's a blonde, curly-haired guy. Really cute. She made some nice kids. 
Absolutely. Oh, and send love to your grandmother or your mother, I think it was. No, your mother. Was your mother. Send love to your mother. And the grandbaby. She has like and a the grand, grandbaby. Every, she's, listen, her family is about 138 people. <laughs> if I were to mention them all, the show would be seven years long. That's hilarious. Right, Ange? Oh, and there's Astro. Astro's joined us for the show, and, and so did uh, Brandy, who's on the floor playing with her stuffed Santa Claus. Right, she loves her <laughs> dolls. She loves her dolls. So, you guys, real quick. But you cut me off when I was talking about my book. Okay. All right? I think it's great that you're doing your book. You're full of shit. You're jealous, envious, and mean. No, I'm not. Because you don't have a life to write about. <laughs> oh, yes, I don't. No, your life is very boring. <laughs> yeah. What? You're, Which, by the was, way. First of all, I was born in Florida. That right there is boring. Nobody, anybody born in Florida, what do they have? Oranges and beaches. I was born in New York City. Now, that's where you really get history. So she says she's snowed in right now. The base is closed. The schools are closed. She has five kids, three grandkids, and everybody's great. Well, thank and Don God. just joined us. Hey, Don. Thank God for family or you'd go crazy living in Colorado. Now, can we go back to my book? Yes. When, so when's it coming out? When I write it, when I finish writing it, I hope it'll be out by summer's end. There you go. Perfect. See how he's so blasé about it? I'm not If blasé. it were his book, oh, my God, we have to make such a big deal about it. But, you know, Jimmy's like, what? He, he was a tennis player. He thought he was gay. He didn't know if he was gay. He met a guy 100 years older than him. He lived with that guy for like 50 years and then met me, <laughs> oh, dumped him for years. me. And now he's here on the show screwing all of the technical shit up. So there's Jimmy's life. That's why I mean, people like about it. About 12 pages, you could read. You do it on 12 pages, and it's over. And if you don't fall asleep on the 12 pages, he's lucky. Yes, well. My book is dishy, exciting. It talks about Sophia Loren. It talks about Tab Hunter. It talks about Jane Russell. It talks about Lily Tomlin. It talks about Marlon Brando. It talks about the legends, the great people that were in Hollywood. Jimmy, what does your book talk about? I have, oh, I've got like six or seven books that are out that can all be purchased on Amazon, so you can go. Oh yeah, see, but they're not about me; they're about other people. Yeah, right. They were so successful that two, two copies were sold. No, one of them went to number one on Amazon. I don't one know of them went to number about. one on Amazon. You dream. I do not what dream. Book I went, have what book you it. have went to number I one? Have a, I have several. False, false publicity. I got the pictures in my thing that I what can book show did you. you. What book uh, was it? It was one of the like that fictional was... stories I wrote. Went to number one on Amazon. Oh, dream. And also the book that I wrote, the forward to went to number one on Amazon. And the book that I wrote, the thing on how to do Twitter went to like number 100 on Amazon. Well, you my, didn't read any of my books. Well, I haven't. I've, I, I gave them all to you. I, but I you fall asleep easy. Why would I want to <laughs> read one of your books? But I, my book, I think everybody said it's going to be on the bestseller list. I hope so. I hope so, too. I think it would be good. Oh, my God. Only because I want people today to know what it was like back then. You know, how wonderful life was in the 1950s and 60s. We just came out of a major war where we were all uh, holding back on everything. Food, tires on your car, clothing. Uh, in school, they used to make us go under the desk in case the Japanese or the Germans were bombing us. It was a terrible time growing up as a child. And then the 1950s came and prosperity came. Everybody owned two cars, homes. Clothing was beautiful. The actresses, movie stars were beautiful. And it was a beautiful time. The 60s were wonderful. The 70s started to get raunchy. The 80s were going downhill. The 90s became vulgar. And where we are right now is 
I don't know what they're doing with movies, but stop with the garbage that you're making. Give us good stories again. Not just blood, guts, car chases, people beating everybody up, violence, anger. Everybody in film is angry. Can't we have a movie where people get along and people are nice? Well, I guess nobody gives a damn about goodness. Yeah, nobody cares about nice. People, people like evil and rotten and disgusting. Angela says she's going to be coming sometime this year. You're full of crap, Angie. You said that last year. No, well, last year wasn't when COVID. You, when she you said sometime co- in the next five months, and she's going to Texas in March for a convention. Well, so. let me know when you're coming. Yeah, absolutely. So real quick, you guys, um, you can listen to the show on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Prime. Um, Actually, on every device you have, even your cell phone, which is interesting, you can watch our show live, or you can listen to it in delay. What's it called? When it's on a podcast, on on a podcast, absolutely. You can watch either one. What what did podcasts come from? What does pod mean? I don't know. That's just the name of it. It's stupid. Like all these new names are stupid. Years ago, we had names that made sense. Nowadays, you go on Twitter. What the hell is a Twitter? Or you go on what's the other one? Instagram, Instagram, TikTok. Oh, TikTok. Oh, please, TikTok. What are we? Twelve years old. Oh, Diane just joined us, too. Say hi to Diane. Hi, Diane. Hey, Diane. Remember, lipstick, lipstick, lipstick. All right, so you guys, we're going to play. Cut me off again. Listen, you better learn. When I speak, you stop. When you when okay, I stop, we, we have you to speak. move forward at the moment. Well, will you wait for me to finish? Or okay, go ahead. Or go hire somebody. Else? Go higher. <laughs> I don't make a nickel on this friggin' show. I've been on this show fifteen years, fourteen years. Never Ten made, years. Never made a dime. He pays me nothing. And then I say, how come you don't pay me? He said, because we're married. Imagine he married me just to get me free. Yeah, <laughs> I betcha. So, I betcha. so real quick, you guys, we're gonna Wait, play. Not done. We have movies coming up that are gonna be fun that we're making, and I'm playing some crazy parts. Actually, some of them you can talk about. Name them. Red River. Red River. I play a. Uh, I play a uh, scientist, which I've never played in my life before. So I have to lose my Brooklyn accent, change my hair, and look a little weird. Quigley too. Quigley too. I play a mafioso boss. Hey, over there. Get that guy and shoot him. Because you know what I'm saying? If you don't knock that freaking guy off, I'm going to knock you off. You get it, what I'm saying? And then we're going to have... Um, well, we have another movie that he's going to play. I don't think we can talk about that one. I play Those a, are the two I, I know play a say. vampire in one... Co- a, a, a vampire. Typo negative? Lighten the loafers. He's a gay vampire. So it's quite interesting... It's a very good script. I can't. Ron wait and to I do are playing one. podcasters in the Washington Triangle, which won't shoot till the end of the year. So I have a lot of movies. And I'm going to be working straight through the year. And I have another movie with um, that I'm producing that Ron will have a role. We don't know what he's going to play yet, but it's a romantic comedy, like pretty, kind of like Pretty Woman, and it's called My Porn Star Wife, and it's going to be hilarious. Right, I might play the porn star wife in dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. But and then of course we are going to do my movie, The Curse of, of Magic. Magic which is about a uh, 1943, a woman that's a bookie married to a mafia guy from Brooklyn, and they encounter the Nazis. So it's a very funny uh, black comedy. And we have, uh, we're hoping to shoot that towards the end of the year, and we also have Dog Moon that we're hoping to shoot right. this year. And that, that he plays an FBI agent, and it's a trilogy, and it's a werewolf horror movie, and we've got some great people right. attached. So God willing, if I don't drop dead, from old age, I'll be working in all these films. You know what? This brings me to say something to all of you out there. It took me 
how many how many years I started this in, when I was 19 years old. Now I'm 83. Do the math. It took me those many years to get where I am today. 64 years. It took me 64 years to become a really working actor. So never give up because it does happen. If you stay at it and keep plugging and keep doing it, it does happen. I agree totally. Those that give up will never know. And here I am becoming really a very, very well-known actor. And um, it's my dream. It's what I wanted all my life. And I'm lucky to get it at this age. And not just that Jimmy puts me in his movies. No, those aren't all I'm, my movies. I, I, they're not all his movies. I'm in other people's movies that they asked me to be in, which is a great compliment. Clown Motel, he's in Clown I, Motel yeah, too, Clowny. Clowny, because they've seen my work. The Beast Inside, I don't have anything to do with any of those roles. They, they've seen my work. Clown Fear. Again, I'm speaking. I know, but I'm giving well, titles see, of movies. This is called The Mouth. Anyway, we have to go. No, 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 no. I'm going to walk. This is called The Mouth. When this stops, you speak. <laughs> but when this is... No, I'm giving the... Because you, look, look, look. you don't even know the names of all the movies that you've done. <laughs> no, I'm well, telling people because, names. Because I don't so break. they can go see you. I, I'm, I don't brag. Anyway. <laughs> I don't brag. I give information. Don't you dare. I'll punch you right in your face. <laughs> Don't you? And I never hit anybody. I just threatened because I'm a tough guy from Brooklyn. That's right. But anyway. Anyway, we're going to bring on our first guest. You ready? Oh, really? Yes. Oh, really? This is someone we've never met, you guys. So Angela Joseph introduced us. Um, so now we're going to bring on our very first guest, Tommy Brunswick. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Hi. How you guys doing? Welcome. Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Oh my gosh! I've met you guys at different things, like yeah, different. Things. Have, now that I see you up close, I'm like, we have met you, but you don't live here, right? You don't live here, or you live in like uh, Michigan no, or something. No, I live here. I live oh. here. I just run. I just run the show in Michigan and Denver. Oh, I'm an idiot. I didn't know that. Okay. Oh, so hi. It's nice to see you. Hi, good to see you. I've only lived here for like four years. So with COVID, it's like one year. You know. Well, we've only lived here five, and so. Uh, yeah. But Ron used to live here, and we're not even in LA. Are you in LA? Like we're I'm in, in. I'm in. Van, I'm in Van Nuys. The spell. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're in Palm Springs. Okay. Um, so this is Ron Russell, my cool, outrageous, man about town co-host. Say yeah, hello. I was with you at one of the premieres I recently. Was, I to be a part of this. What show. premiere? Wait, wait. What because premiere? Because he's so nasty. Know, to me. It was uh, easier than. Listen, I, mean, I want to ask. I want to ask you a question, Tommy. Are you married? I'm divorced. Okay. Didn't you argue with your husband all the time? Uh, no. <laughs> oh. Because, I mean, Jimmy and I argue all the time. Let's just put it this way. My husband is a little scared of me, so. <laughs> <laughs> I love but, your hair. Wait, so wait, wait, we only argue about business. In yeah. private, uh, we get along beautifully. With, yeah. took, the moment we discuss the business, we've I've jumped out of cars. While he was driving, because I wanted, to, I wanted to scream. I couldn't deal with his meanness anymore. Oh, I'm so because I'm so mean. You are mean sometimes. <laughs> yeah. sometimes well, he about business, yes. Sometimes he says cold, horrible thing. Because he's a, he's an Englishman. You know, <laughs> English people are very curt. I'm Italian, so I'm very romantic and very sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hold on. So wait, we have a chat room that's starting to But fill I up. do know a lot of mafia people and I could have them killed, but I won't. <laughs> Say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hello. <laughs> Joseph is there and she says hugs. Nice to see you again. Yeah. Isn't Angie a nice girl? I love Angie. Yeah. 
Yeah, she's a yeah. nice girl. We yes. like her. And also, Don Hinton says she loves your hair. It matches her, right. her wardrobe. And right. I love your hair, too. So my now, just... Wait a minute. Do you have extensions in there, or is it all your no, own? No, it's all my hair. It's just so all you, my... had, you had them do the colors. Yeah. So I used to be a colorist. You know, being an actor, you starve, so I had to do something. I became a hairstylist and a colorist. And I remember back about maybe 20 or 30 years ago, there was a magazine out that came from Paris. And they showed all these women in blue hair, pink hair, and green hair. And I thought, how ridiculous. Women are never going to do that. And they're trying to push this. It looks stupid. They all look like clowns. And here we are, with women with blue hair, green hair, and multicolored hair. And you know what? Clown, it's though. very chic. It's very chic. Well, I, I'm old, so I have lots of gray. So oh, you're not old. I'm you're just going to go like. Old. You have a load of this mug. This is old. You're not old. You're, far, you're half. No, you're less than half my age. I bet you're not even 40. You're not even 40 yet. Oh, I love you guys so much. I'm 52. <laughs> oh, wow. You, know you don't look it. You look great. You have no wrinkles. That's good. <laughs> We have no wrinkles. Because uh, I don't go out in the sun often. Maybe <laughs> I'm I'm, Phil, I'm half Filipino, so my family. What, is are, what are you? She's half Filipino. 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 Filipino and what? Uh, white. <laughs> <laughs> Dog. <laughs> no, because my good friend. I, I didn't know what my other half was, and I did the twenty-three and me or whatever that is, and I'm Polynesian, Asian, and white. <laughs> so I'm we so boring. We have a few friends with the same background. Ming Ballard, she's uh, Vietnamese and Filipino and all that jazz. Yeah. And the other gal is, we just found out, who else? I forgot who. But we know a lot. Oh, of no, Tina. Oh, Tina. Oh, Tina. wonderful Tina. My beautiful Tina. She's Vietnamese and she's um, uh, Hawaiian, all that stuff. So, Actually, my very first serious. Very serious... beautiful women, by the way. They're all beautiful women. <laughs> Before I figured out I was a total homo, my very serious first girlfriend was Filipino. And uh, and she was gorgeous, and she was rich. I remember I was so excited driving around. She had a convertible BMW, and I thought, "Oh my God, this is the coolest thing ever." And I, I went out with a, I went out with a girl that was also Filipino, and her name was Nanita uh, Nanita Kempo. Nanita, yeah, Nanita was her first name. Tempo. So late. Let's so, go. She was pretty. So we just the green eyes. What premiere did we see you at? Um, it could have been the Tommy Knockers one. Oh yeah, we were there. It was Tommy Knockers. Yeah, but I've been to like Clown Motel too. You know, I've seen you guys. Yeah, I've, at seen, I've seen you around all. The time. Yeah. <laughs> I never really stopped to talk to you because no, you did. Was... We did talk less uh, at the Tommy Knockers premiere. We we chatted at the bar after or something. Are you right. are you going know. to Bermuda Island on Friday? I am. I'm. Oh, I'm you usually you Friday. We'll usually, Eileen Dietz is plus one. So. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I love Eileen. We love Eileen Deep. She so was, I. I was supposed to work with her in Clowny, and I was so disappointed when she had a prior commitment and oh. backed out. But then I was happy because we had Dawn... Uh, Donna Lee Heising. Donna Lee Heising, who they cleaned up to make look, you know, a little dowdy, uh, and it was a yeah. wonderful suit. But I would have enjoyed working with Eileen. Sorry, yeah. but we'll work again, I'm sure. Joe Kelly will stick us in something. Yeah. So we'll see you, and we'll see you Friday. That's super exciting. So let's talk a little bit about you. So first of all, so you live in L.A., so I've heard of Motor City Nightmares. Uh, you guys, Motor City Nightmares is a horror convention uh, where, you know, you go, and is there also a film festival, or is it just a horror convention? It's a horror convention with the International Film Festival. And it's been going on how many years? I'm going on my 15th year this year. 
And and so how is it that you do that there, but you live in LA? Like, is that difficult for you to do? Um, it it wasn't because I just moved out here like four years ago. But I was, my husband just told me that he uh, was going to be with a girl that was half our age. <laughs> So I said, I'm not sticking around to watch this. I packed up my car, literally just packed it and drove out here. Do you know why men do that? I don't know. I have a friend of mine who's a very famous Beverly Hills uh, psychiatrist. I will not give his name. Okay. He said, the minute men's penis is no longer 100% hard, they go for a young girl because for some reason, the young girls get the penis a little harder. So yeah. it's all about their dick. I think that's exactly that. No, it's probably exactly true. These guys, when they get to be 50, can no longer bang their wives. So yeah. they go with the young tomato that gets them hot and horny. Same yeah. thing with gay guys. Gay guys can't bang each other when they get old. So they go for the young, you know, cuties. Young cuties. <laughs> that you throw away a lot. Dawn says that's bullshit. So I guess her husband. Who said or, that? Dawn says it's well, but she's still with her husband. So <laughs> well, that's, some some people. Dawn said it's bullshit. No, Dawn, it's true because a lot of men, you know, a lot of women are gorgeous when they're nineteen. Their bodies of death, and they, and then and when they're fifty, they get overweight. Their tits are hanging. Their ass is mushy. They they have a belly hanging over their box. So, I mean, they're not necessarily the most interesting thing that you want to bang. And men are turned on by it. Um, so they go for the young body I think it's again. terrible. No, Jimmy, I, you like old bags. Yeah, I like old bags. He likes old. No, Jimmy, Jimmy likes decrepit old men. If I tell you some of the men that he looks at, they're dead. They're corpses. No one told them that they're dead yet. If somebody said you're dead, they would lay down. That's how bad they are. And I said to him, I'm 82 years old, and I wouldn't bang them with somebody else's dick. So <laughs> wait, wait, Don, Don said, no, she meant what your husband did to you was total bullshit. Yeah. Because, uh, it was, because I had no idea that we had a bad marriage. I thought everything was good because we had made 13 movies together. We have this convention that was, you know, doing pretty well. And he just kept saying that we had nothing to show for being 50. So I'm like, well, we do have I want, I want to say something, Tommy. Here, I, no, 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 no. You know what I want to say? I'm happy you divorced him. You know why? Because he didn't deserve you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and you know what? The next guy in your life, I hope, does deserve you. I hope yeah. he's going to be a ter- unless you're gay now. No, I'm not. Right now I'm nothing because I am just focusing on my career. <laughs> just, no, 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 no. Find somebody for your old age. No, you're going to find wait, wait, wait. Your you career, know, I don't care. I can be alone. I don't care. <laughs> Tommy, your career may never last forever. Oh, you know, it'll last longer than a relationship. <laughs> no, that's not true. No, you, well, find somebody no, nice. you know what's going to happen is you're going to find somebody because you're not looking. That's when you always find yeah. somebody. That, that, that's exactly what I'm planning on doing. Not looking, so that'll be... <laughs> No, right. I think You're very terrific. pretty. Are your boobs your own or are they fake? They're my own. They're my own yeah. for now. They might be bigger because I just recently had a, some surgery to lose weight. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, my boobs are kind of going down, so I might get them pushed up and put out a little more. <laughs> I want to tell the guys out there who are fed up with these fake boobs, she's got real ones and she's pretty, <laughs> beautiful, and she's available. So contact her, you schmuck. So hang on. So now what convention do you, okay, we'll come back and talk about Motor City Nightmares, but what convention do you do then in, are you do the, do you do the Colorado horror 
No, no, no. I just am starting. I went and met the Colorado Festival of Fear so I could work with them because I'm starting a, a Rocky Mountain Nightmares and that will be in May. And then their show will be in September so we can support each other. Oh, that's terrific. How come we're not in any movies together? I am not. I am a director, writer. I don't. I am not a actor. I just do background work for extra money, but I'm not. You're, you're a director. Now I go yeah, after you. Writer, producer. Yeah. I, I really do not like directors. Sorry. <laughs> no, you know why I don't like some directors? Why? Years ago, my first movie, I was directed by Sidney Lomet. Lom- you know, oh, I, of course. Dog Day Afternoon. One of the greatest directors in the world. Yeah, and I was 19. It. it was my first movie. And that's how I learned how a director works. Yeah. Since then, I have never worked with a director yet that works like Sydney did. Oh, I studied him in the beginning of my career, like beginning. Well, that was, the directors today that I have worked with were in other rooms watching a TV, and we did whatever the hell we wanted to do, whether it was right or wrong for the movie. Another director thought he was Adolf Hitler and was so rotten and mean to everybody on the set that I walked off his picture because I couldn't deal with the, what was what they were doing, the ageism and the horror they were doing to me on the set. If it was a SAG production, there would have been a lawsuit for sure, but it was non-SAG. So I have come to understand that there's a director who I love, who is Jennifer James. Jennifer James is an old timer. She works the old way. She said, we do rehearsals. We have mocks on the ground. I thought, Oh my God, marks! Oh, how wonderful! Wait, everybody doesn't do that now. No, no marks, no marks. No, <laughs> no, okay, no. I made I made quite a few movies, but even small budget. But we always had all of that. Tommy, Tommy, I really went up Shit's Creek on my phone. <laughs> I sailed right up Shit's Creek. One director, I said to director, "So what do I do?" He said, "What do you mean? What do you do?" I said, "Where are my marks?" He said, "You don't have marks." I said, well, what do I do? He said, you walk across the room, you pull back the curtain, you look, and then you go and you open the door. I said, but what if I'm out of camera? Focus. He said, oh, don't worry. The camera followed. The camera it was an eight millimeter, I think, home camera. <laughs> <laughs> or, wait, wait, wait. Or, or a spy camera. I was, anyway, I've learned to be my own director. And I've learned to be my own writer because I rewrite a lot of the lines that are not accurate. I know mafia. I came from Brooklyn. So when I play a wise guy, don't give me a line like, oh, gee, gosh, heck. Because well, that's, that's where rehearsals come in, though. So you can. We I can... don't go rehearse. Tommy, I've never. Re... They don't Joe, do rehearsals. On listen, I was on the set of Clowny, and I said to Joe Kelly, if you, we don't rehearse, I'm not in your movie. He said, oh, no, Ron, we'll rehearse. Yeah. And all the other players were like spellbound. And we rehearsed. And afterwards, they said, oh, I like that. I said, yeah, because now you know what you're doing. Yeah. And when the film, when we finished shooting the film, they all said to me, Ron, that was terrific. I'm so glad you insisted on rehearsals. So you see, this is why the quality of film stinks. Now, when I work with you, which I will one day, and you're my director, I want marks, I want rehearsal, and I want you to tell me if I stink or I'm good. And oh, I, want, I will. <laughs> and I want you to say, Ron, don't do that. That's bad. Or Ron, that's wonderful. Do it. That's what a director is supposed to do. Not stay in another. The movie I was on, what was it called? Clown Fear. Clown Fear. Ming, what's his name? I don't know his name. Whatever the producer's name was. Director. Director. He was in another room watching us on a television. 
Literally, like a, like 50 yards away. <laughs> I never saw him. And, and I have a difficulty hearing. And I played a preacher. And there's a bridal party long. And the last girl is supposed to deliver a line. Oh, I can't hear her. So I'm standing there waiting for the line. And meanwhile, she spoke and the camera was rolling. So the director came out and said, what's wrong with you? Why didn't you speak? I said, I didn't hear her. He <laughs> said, oh. So I said, next time we shoot, the next thing, let her do something with the hand signal. So she did. She held up her flower. And that meant she finished and I speak. Now, the director should have done that for me. Yeah. But he didn't do it. And after it was shot, he said, okay, now there's a scene where uh, oh, we have a black guy who I love. He's going to be in my movie. Rufus. Rufus is Dorsey. Rufus Dorsey is a fabulous actor and a gorgeous looking black guy. We're shooting a scene in the office and they shot it in low key. And it's me dealing out money, delivering my lines. The camera goes to him and guess what we saw? Eyeballs and teeth. He started seeing it was so dark, all you could see was his teeth. Eyeballs and teeth. <laughs> and when I saw the film, I said, oh, my God, if that's not really disgracefully horrible. <laughs> because years ago in cartoons, they used to show black people with just teeth. I know. I know. Yeah. And I just thought this, the whole film was just a piece of shit. Yeah. But sometimes I, I come from a, a commercial background, and I started out as a script supervisor. So I had to go through all of those drills and I'm older, you know, so I, I do all of those old school things. <laughs> tell me exactly. Tell me your, I do this with all the directors I meet. What is your directing technique? I don't really have a technique other than it depends on the character that I'm working with because I, I really, I really like all of my characters to have like a Bible kind of, um, of their history of that character. So then we we go in and we talk about it and um, then we work it out because um, I know this for me, the script, I like to go along with it, but I don't mind changing it ahead of time to 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 embrace the character because each per each actor is different and they're going to approach each character different. So that's what I want to help the the actors find that. So you work and believe in character development. Very Which much. I do. Very I'm much. in a film soon to be shot. I think we're shooting in a couple of weeks. I can't name it. and But there's a very famous movie star who plays my son. Cool. And they come and tell me he's been killed. Mm. I have been working on my reaction for the last month. I keep doing it differently and differently until I get it. I am developing my, I'm a father. And I say to myself, oh my God, what would it be like when you adore your son? And they come and they very coldly say, He's been murdered. What is your reaction? I feel that when I do that in this movie, it's going to be a very important part of the film because I'm going to give it my 100%. Now, if we don't have a rehearsal, if I did it cold, it wouldn't work. Yeah. And that's what's wrong with film. So I love the fact that you want character development. Yeah, because that's the key. Because like every show that I love, like even Walking Dead, it it is just a drama with zombies. You have to love the characters, or the show is worthless. So who's you know? your favorite character? Oh, I, I, wait, wait, who's your I, I favorite? I want you to wait. direct me. I want now. I want you to direct. <laughs> now, who's your Who's your favorite character on The Walking Dead? You have I haven't favorite? watched it in a long time, but I like the the lady that like uh, Dar- that like Daryl the short hair, the one that her Sophia yeah. her daughter died. She was my oh, one. I'm going to say something now. Here, I'm going to say something. You're listening, Tommy. Yes. Uh, get this on film because what I'm going to say, you want to use, Jimmy. 
Uh-huh. In one of your movies, I want her to direct me. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you're hired, Tommy. You're hired. So wait, here's what we're going to do. So first of all, let's brag a little. So here's the names. Now, I don't have 13 movies. I went on your IMDb to write down. These are movies you directed. I think you directed a man produced them, possibly. Yeah. So people yeah. know. Um, so basically, you're a horror movie fan, because I think all these are horror movies. Yeah. Well, because um, horror or porn are the only two things you're going to make money from when you're a nobody like me. So I picked horror because I had four kids. Never say you're a you're nobody. A nobody. Don't, ever, don't ever let me hear you say you're a nobody. <laughs> okay. Well, I just, okay, what I meant is I'm not related to anyone. No, <laughs> just like you're not Barbara Streisand. You're not. You're not that. that but I well love known. Barbara Streisand. She's one of my all-time favorites. So yeah, me too. But, but just say I may not be Barbara Streisand, but I'm somebody. Right. Okay. So here's some of the movies, you guys. Uh, Exit Thirty Three, Evil Offspring, Jingles the Clown, Little Red Devil, Biker Zombies from Detroit. That sounds awesome. The remake, <laughs> Mr. Jingles, They Must Eat, and Born of Earth. And you said there was thirteen, and that's only nine. So you have yeah, four more. There's like Lurking Terror, Cannibals of Carnage. Um, there's a couple uh zombies of carnage because we did a whole series of carnage. Uh, did you get born of earth? That was my biggest one, yes, yeah. But yeah, so, there's there's quite a few other small ones that we did that probably are like I've been getting calls from distributors because all my movies have come back to me, but I don't have the masters because my ex had all the masters, uh, <laughs> and so I have to go back and get them, which it's just not going to be fun, but you know. <laughs> Gotta work that out though. Yeah, so he, he gave me everything in the divorce because he just wanted the young thing. I got the movies and the convention. Yeah, then you can go get them all. Read. Then you can distribute them all again and make. Right, them I just have to find. I just have to give it to him. Yeah. You know, for ten for ten thousand dollars, you could have him killed. <laughs> oh, I could do it for way less, and they'd never find the body. <laughs> <laughs> Child support. That's you know, I gotta keep him around. Oh, no, what we could do is we could put him in a movie and kill him on the film. That, <laughs> that's what they call that when they kill people on movies. Oh crazy uh, people that go eight millimeter, that movie eight millimeters. Snuff film, snuff film. Snuff films, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen one and I never want to see one. There are two films I will never see in my life. Snuff. Yeah. And that thing, that caterpillar, disgusting. Oh, he doesn't like the human centipede. Oh, I don't, I've never watched it either. I want to watch that either. And I don't want to watch the Serbian film either. So I don't know. Yeah, the, Ser- the Serbian film is really fucking bad. I uh, never watched the human centipede. Film. I had everybody, the entire cast on the show back before I knew Ron. Yeah, because if you and, had uh, the one with me, I but would I love I loved Cannibal Holocaust. So yeah, that's a good movie. that was good. That was like a precursor to Blair Witch. It reminded me of the found footage. Yeah. Like the Serbian movie. movie that was was really like. It was really, but the centipede so good, movie. Good. If they said to me, "You oh, have to do it or end your career," I would end my career. I yeah. would never ever be in such a film. I couldn't be that desperate. Yeah, mine. Um, I love, I love creature movies. Anything with a cool creature. I'm going to let Jimmy tell our audience because I don't know what we're talking about. Tell them what the centipede film is all about. The Human Centipede, you guys. So if you haven't seen it, it's a, it's a real. The first one was really good. The second one and third one were terrible. But basically, it's about a crazy scientist doctor guy who uh, kidnaps people and he attaches their uh, mouth to a butt and there's three of them in it. So the first guy is the lucky guy. The second person (gasps) has their mouth sewn to the ass of the first one. And the third one has their mouth sewn to the ass of the second one. And then they feed the first one. And when the first one shits, it feeds the second one. And when the second one shits, it feeds the third one. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood is dead. Hollywood is dead. I'm telling you. 
forget about it. Could you imagine this happening with Clark Gable? No. <laughs> or, or Benny Davis, you know, they yeah. would, the writer would be put in prison. They would have yes. him arrested. Oh yes, they would what be. Put Could you imagine giving Betty Davis that script and they would <laughs> tie your mouth to Clark Gable's ass? <laughs> Come on. It would never be. I'm telling you, the first one was done very well. The second one was oh, stupid. Get the fuck and out the of third here. one done very the second, well. The second one, uh, so in the second oh. human centipede, you guys, they have 12 people instead of three people. And then in the third Ready one, yet. they're in a prison and they have all the inmates in the prison. So there's like 200 of them all sewn together. I think this which is would take a very long time for the last guy to get fed. You know what? <laughs> no, you know what? I have heard there. You know, I have heard there are people who are into scat. And these are sicko people that have been abused as children. I think their parents let them lay in their duty forever Actually, because they love being in duty. Angie uh, says it was one of the one of the grossest films ever, but she watched it laugh out loud. Angie, <laughs> Angie, Angie, what did you what did you really think, Angie? Oh my God, it was great. It was great. Are you kidding? It really was. The first one was great. Oh, Angie, I just lost some. No, I said it was great. She didn't say it. Oh, I was going to say, I I think I'm thinking a little different. So how did you decide (laughs) that you were going to be a film producer? Like, and how did you actually get involved in it? Where did you make your films? You didn't live here then. so you. No, I lived in Michigan. I um, grew up, we didn't have a ton of money. My parents met in martial arts school. Oh, cool. <laughs> so it's really strange. Yeah. And then my mom was really into TM, tr- transcendental meditation. So we all, you know, we were kind of like the kind of hippie ish, kind of not. That's and nice. we never had money. So every week we go two, sometimes three times to the movies because it was so cheap. And then movie theaters, there's only one theater in each thing. It's not like you could go to a theater and see six movies. Right. We didn't have that when we were little. Right. And it was all different. So we went to so many things. And then my parents, they would take me to see lots of horror movies. But lots of movies like the re-releases of all the Hitchcock movies I got to see. And then all of the new the re-releases and movies of Akira Kurosawa, like one of my very favorites. So they are the ones that it was their vacation away, but they actually turned it into something important to me. But my my father said when I was young, because he was, you know, a little toxic masculinity there. Um, I couldn't be a director because I was a girl. Oh. So watching all these movies and we're watching a Roger Corman movie called Humanoids from the Deep. Yeah, yes. the, the director comes up, says Barbara Peterson. And I look over and that's not a boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, uh, Sam Raimi comes from Michigan. So I saw the, the very precursors of Evil Dead, even before his release, how they made it in the paper and everything. So I was fascinated with all of that. So that's why I went into effects and, and makeup and writing and everything. I like love it. So now is your name Tommy? Because that way you, people think you're a boy when you're directing or oh, you just. My, my mom, I was born in 70 and my mom was a who fan. So oh, Tommy, the who. The right. Or Tommy. Oh, my cousin, she got Layla. What's a cooler name? <laughs> but my cousin, he got Jeremiah because of joy to the world. You know, <laughs> I love that movie. Very and it starred that beautiful redhead. What was her name? That beautiful girl, uh, the star of it, in Tommy. Oh, I can't. <laughs> the, the Elvis Presley. She went out with Elvis. What the hell is her name? Uh, that beautiful redhead. I don't remember, but she's a dancer. She was in um, so many movies. Why can't I think of her name? It'll yeah, come. Oliver Reed's wife in it or something. I don't remember. Yeah, she went like- out with Elvis Presley. Yeah, and they dated him, and they were good friends. Uh, my favorite story when people say to me, what was one of the most exciting things in your life was 
being with Jane Russell, holding hands with her in a movie theater, watching gentlemen prefer blondes at a affair, affair, because Jane and I were best friends for many years. And I was her escort, and I took her to the premiere of Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, but years later. Ah. Uh, so what was your most exciting thrilling? Well, I guess it's, it's exciting for me because it's what drove my career after a while. So I came out to the Fangoria convention when they used to have them here at the mm -hmm. Burbank place. And um, it was a meeting. You can meet and greet Wes Craven. So I sat in line and I, you know, did my meet and greet. And I, I, he, you know, he was so nice, such a kind man, you know, signing my things. And I said, you know, I've made a couple movies. Can you give me some advice of, a, of being a new filmmaker of what to do? And he looks at me, he goes, that's great. You made a couple movies. He goes, now just don't quit. And yeah. then he went to the next person. And I was so mad, so mad because I'm like, that's it. That's all I get. But, but then that's, that's for the rest, for the rest of life all i could think of when things got hard is him telling me now just don't quit <laughs> very very cool and uh i would have told you the same thing had you yeah, but it, it, at the moment you're like angry you know but then afterwards i think about it all the time i think about you, it all the time. you said you made a few movies my answer would have been then don't quit make yep. a lot more that's, that's, that's wonderful. No, positive. Long time. It stuck with me for a long Wonderful long. answer. Very positive. Yeah, I like that answer. I actually, I've been fortunate. I've met all the people you. So I've met Sam Raimi. I've met Roger Corman. I've met Wes Craven. Um, Roger Corman. <clears throat> I, my, I met that guy somewhere. Yeah, you met him too. Not I with me him. though. He I started met, a lot of careers. That's yeah. what, who, who is he? What's Roger he, Corman? Director. He's director. a director. Yeah, but he did like. Um, um, the Little Shop of Horrors, the originals, you know, all of the very, very, he I got, yes, I think he went out with a friend of mine. And he was in, he was in Silence of the Lambs because he got Joe, da uh, was it Joe Dante, um, I know this man, oh, da, I, know yeah, Roger, uh, I know Roger Corman, da, uh, Joe Dante, was it Joe Dante? I don't think it was Joe Dante, no, the, he did Philadelphia, um, I forgot who that is. Jonathan Demi, right? Yes, Jonathan. yes, yes. I have to. He got started. That's why he was. He plays an FBI agent in there. So you see him just like you see Lloyd Kaufman in other people's movies, like James Gunn movies. Because so funny, Lloyd Kaufman, when we first, when I first started this show, he was one of my very first guests. He's like a great guy. I want to clear something up, Roger Corman. I might be mistaken. Because he might have been married. So when I said he was dating a girl that I knew, I, I, that's a mistake. I don't want to get him in trouble with his wife. <laughs> so Roger, that was an error. I don't know what I'm talking about. I have no idea. <laughs> with my best friend who was madly in love with you, who you dumped and broke her heart. But anyway. My favorite, yes, Roger Corman. I know who he is. My yeah. favorite event, uh, like, so, because I lived in Florida for many years, and we used to have this thing called Spooky Empire Scream Fest. Oh, I know, I, I know Pete down at Spooky. Yeah. I, know, I know a lot of the, the, the head people. That so I used out. to go to all of those, and I was a clothing designer back then, and I would give clothes to the celebrities. And so I, uh, I met Clive Barker. And I asked him yeah. if he wanted to come to the road and look at the clothes, Clark and he Walker. he didn't he didn't say anything. He, he said he really didn't think he could do it. But then I got uh, Doug Bradley, who's a good friend of mine. Clive Barker, another on. name I know. Hang on, and uh, <laughs> so Doug, so Clive Barker called me at like midnight and said, "Hey, you know, would it be possible for me to like come?" And I was at the VIP bar. I said, "Sure." So he came to the room um, with his husband at the time, 
And he literally sat in the room for seven hours telling us stories, taking pictures, telling us stories. And he gave me one of his books and he drew a one of a kind drawing in the book for me. It's one of my prized possessions because Clive Barker, I mean, next to Steve. One of my favorites. Yeah, person. I do. How do I meet him? How do I know? Uh, you him? don't know him, but you've seen, you've taught, heard about he, his movies. Hellraiser. He did, he, oh, no, he wrote Hellraiser Barker. Yeah. He's probably yeah. the second biggest person in horror. Well, I, yeah, I had, I had a I had a whole reunion with him and all the Cenobites a couple of years, a few years ago. Oh, I'm friends with oh, they've oh, friends with right. all of them, Barbie They're Wilde and Simon. Barbie, she's sweet. Nicholas yeah. and Simon, we're friends. Uh, Nicholas Vince yeah. and Simon Bamford, we're friends with all of them. They've all been on the show. So let's yeah. talk a little bit about well, you. I want to say something. I'm in the business 64 years. I've met everybody. I mean, in 64 years, you do get to meet tons of people, and I'm very bad with names. Faces I remember, names I don't. That's why everybody is honey, darling, sweetheart. <laughs> when I see you Friday, think I'm going to remember your name? I yeah, you because know, it's no, Tommy. I Maybe I will because Tommy was my best friend. I had a friend named Tommy. But yeah. if not, I'll say honey bun. Yeah. Your honey, your honey bun. Hi, that's, honey bun. That, that's endearing. That makes me happy. <laughs> So you guys can go to MotorCityNightmares.com. The next one is coming up. I, I took it off the website. I hope the information is correct. July 28th to July 30th in Novi, Michigan. Yeah, yep. Novi. Yep. Novi. Novi, Novi Michigan. And so far, you've only announced one guest, Bruce Campbell. Uh, and we not, no, we I on Facebook I've announced uh Ted Ramey and uh D Wallace, um Robert, the brother from ET and Henry Thomas. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I, I do have a, a bunch of contracts out right now. So hopefully, because it's my 15 year reunion. So I'm trying to do, you know, some groups of people. So oh, no, I think that's like awesome. So some of the past guests, you guys, and this is just from last year. And I know all, a lot of these people, uh, Ken Foray, Melanie Kinnaman, Brad Greenquist, Charles Cyphers, Miko Hughes. I love Miko Hughes. Alice Krieg. Is that how you pronounce her name, Krieg? Yes, she's the Borg. She's my very. She's one of my very favorite actresses. I want to get her on the show. I just started following her on Instagram to see if we can get her on the show. Because wasn't she the oh, mom in that movie about the cats? Where you're sleepwalkers, like, sleepwalkers. Yeah, sleepwalkers. And I was like, when I saw her, and I was like, oh my god, she sleepwalkers. In Ghost Story with you know that that movie Ghost Story. That was yes. a really great movie. She's been in so much. I love her. Cooper Andrews, Tom Savini, who's been on the show. Uh, Kathleen Kinmont, Stephen Jeffries has been on the show. Nancy Loomis, John Abrahams, which I love. I want to get him on our show too. I after I wrote down the people from your list and I was like, I'm going to follow yeah. all these people on Instagram. Eugene yeah. Clark. We met Eugene Clark in New York at. Um, yeah, he's big daddy. Um, we, but we met him with the same night. We met Jason Finney in that snowstorm at that convention where they invited us to come for dinner. Uh, I remember it was freaking like awesome. No, so I've had I had Toby Hooper at my shows. Um, George Romero, I his last show was my show. Oh my and, god, he was so nice. I met him at Spooky yeah, Empire. Yeah. Do you have, do you have like a, a person who's like like uh, exceeded all your expectations that they were so cool? Actually, it was probably George Romero was one of them. Clive Barker, another one. You know there, but there's so many. There's so many that have done that, but then there's those few that I would never have back at my show again, and I can't say who they are. We've got a couple that will never be on our show. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, talk about bad. Yeah, but no, I've, I've had someone, the, one of my vocal all-time favorites is D. Wallace. 
because oh, we awesome. have a connection even deeper than um, just the show. Because she's she's in one of my movies, but also she's a uh, she does this these healing and manifestation things. And I she's done some classes with me, and I never really believed in that stuff until her. She like literally helped me and changed my life. She We're also really- friends with her daughter. Gabby. Oh, Gabby. Oh, yeah. Her book helped me, too, after I was getting divorced because she, oh, had, yeah, she had the same thing happen. Similar thing, yeah. <laughs> actually, uh, met yeah. On- no, yeah, but I love them so much. Oh, no, I think they're fabulous. And I, yeah. think I, I think so also. I, yeah. I tell you, I have you a- know, usually mother and daughter are envious of each other or jealous. No, they love oh, their- They love each other. So- they're happy for each other. Yeah, always. Augie Duke. You know, Augie Duke's mom is an actress. You know who Augie Duke is? No. Oh, she's a- oh. Horror star, big actress, very wonderful actress, and beautiful. Girl. She was in Bad Kids Go to Hell. Augie uh, Duke is an ex- excellent actress. Yeah, she's, and so, she, she and her mom get along beautifully, and her mom was a soap star. And Augie. So it does happen. So, you guys, uh, you can go to motorcitynightmares.com. You can also follow Tommy on Instagram. It's at Tommy Brunswick. No, I don't. I am old and I just do the Facebook. <laughs> Oh, on Instagram, but I don't know how the hell you use it. <laughs> oh my gosh, because you have two of them. I know I put them up there before, but I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't oh, done it. I'll teach you how to do it. All I do is Facebook too. I don't do that. I'll teach you how to do it if you want. But obviously, you know, fuck my cock. I know, but if people even teach me, it's like the time to do that. I'm like, I just do the Facebook. I'm doing them all. I do Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Call it the Facebook because I'm old. Yeah, <laughs> I have 5,000 friends on Facebook. You can't have any more than that. I know they have to you take know, You think yeah. I know who these 5,000 people are? No. <laughs> I maybe know about maybe 50 of them. You know? <laughs> I know maybe 50 of them. The rest I have no idea who they are. Yeah. No, I know a lot of mine, so I got lucky. So. <laughs> I got hacked and I had to start over. So now I only, and I don't, I know all of mine. Cause I didn't, uh, I didn't like redo it with all the people. Cause I get more likes now with 2000 followers than I got with 5,000. Cause yeah, because before a lot of bots too, with, you yeah, know, things actually like people who are engaged. So I like it so much better. So tell me, what are some of your favorite horror movies? Oh, well, of course, uh, humanoids from the deep is <laughs> definitely one of them because, because of that iconic moment in my life, you know, yeah. that was a big thing. But I love so many movies. Of course, like Nightbreed is probably one of my very favorites. It's a Clive Barker one from his book Cabal. Because for me, I love the whole creature mythos. And that's what Clive Barker, because in in I'm doing a TV series. And in the series, I'm building new worlds. And that's what I love to do. Like take, you know, fantasy, kind of like Grimm. If you ever see Grimm, yes. Supernatural. Yeah. It's, I want it to be something like that, something that can go on CW because Supernatural is gone. And you need a new new thing in there. So I got Whit- Whitman's Goblin is what I'm hoping to put in there. Good for you. No, that's terrific. Yeah. I think that's fabulous. Like I I um I like all the Clive Barker stuff. Like actually, you know Clive Barker also because we watched one movie, Midnight no, Meat Train. You watched Midnight Meat Train. No, I, I've met him somewhere in the world. Yeah. I know the name Clive yeah. and Barker. I know the name. I know. Yeah. I don't. He's not my friend. He is. He was one of the sweetest, kindest men. But writes the scariest. I'm sorry. Barker is skinny and weirdly dressed. Yeah, well, he wears a lot. Wore, used to wear a lot of my clothes. I have a picture of him in my clothes when I was a clothing designer in the. So uh, he was not traditional. He didn't look like he's Harry. Very. Cool. He's and a cool he looks 
likes you. He likes you. He's one of those really cool people. Very nice people. I don't think I met him long enough for him to like or dislike. I think it was, this is who he is. How do you do nice? Two minutes work. Uh, then, he was like, you know, when he was at Spooky Empire, the line was six blocks I probably long. met him oh, at yeah. a few Yeah, years. we had a good show. In fact, we had to have a whole room because of his artwork. So he got a whole room just for himself, for his, his museum, too. So, so now how hard oh, is Oh, wait that? a minute. Go back with that. He paints? Yeah. Yeah. He paints, he writes, he does Oh, wait movies. a minute, wait a minute. Cla he paints. Did he have a showing in L.A. or somewhere? He might have, but it probably was a while ago because he's... It was he, a while ago. I'm talking, yeah, I'm 100. A while ago. So, you know, I go back 100 He's years. a super famous artist. His paintings are fucking self Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'll show you later. Yeah. I went to his... He was on Robertson Boulevard in a gallery where he was showing his work in about 1972. Could be because he's he's in the age group that he could. I do think that. that's where I met him. Yeah, and I remember his work. Anyway, uh, let's uh, okay. So let's as a director, because I always try to. I have this one question I ask everybody, but since you're not an actor, we'll switch it around. As a director, if you could have ever directed any movie that's ever been made, what movie would you have liked to have directed? Okay, so there is this movie called Underworld, and it actually something happened where they actually stole somebody else's story and it is an NDA that the the writer can't talk about, but I was trying to get those books of hers. They're called Sonia blue books. Yes. And those were, I was trying to acquire. And when that movie came out, she had to, had to sue Sony because that was her story. So, oh, wow. underworld, so the, the underworld, underworld, is that the underworld with uh, Kate uh, Beckinsale? Yeah. With Kate Beckinsale. So they yeah. they used her 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 uh, main stuff because it was a, a vampire that was a assassin, and I had read all her books. I've got the books in the mystery annex on Venice uh, Venice Beach. You know, when you walk on Venice Beach, there's this little bookstore, and you go back, and it used to be called the mystery annex, and they had all these indie books there. So I bought a few of them, and that's where I found the Sonia Blue series by Nancy Collins. Well, so so that would be that would be it because I would want to make it what the books were. I mean, the movies were whatever, you know, they're good, but the books, they, the content was amazing with great characters and building, you know, all of these different things. It's so kind of bad, though, because the movie... It was called Underworld, but I would have called it Sunglasses After Dark, so... <laughs> it really got... Because it gets worse and worse. Like, the movies were... Like, the first one was good, but as they went right. along... They, it was, they, yeah, it was just her base story that they took it from, and then, she, you know, paid her off, so she couldn't talk about it very much, so, you know... Hopefully, I'm not getting in trouble. <laughs> well, I think that it would be very cool. I mean, so it would be that because it's another world building thing. You know, you could create all of these different worlds. I like, yeah. you know, the vampire mythos and the werewolves, you know. So, well, what's the name of Are you allowed to tell us the name of the TV pilot that you're doing? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm working. It's called Whitman's Goblin. And I okay. have five seasons set out, and I have um, two offshoots that I can do from the series. So, but I'm also um, writing, we're going to make a movie from two characters from there called the Slaughter Sisters, because they're uh, like assassins that go after, but they are descendants of berserkers, so they turn into creatures. <laughs> so I want to make that for a very small amount, like, you know, the Clown Motel and stuff, like small amount, but I'm going to use some of that footage to put in my pitch deck for the TV show. No, got it. Okay. Because I know a lot of distributors that if I make a small movie, they'll distribute it. I can make the money back. Right. And then I have footage for my pitch deck. So. <laughs> a little bit about Clown Motel. You know, it did wonderfully in Europe. Yeah. No, it did good. And really I, was well, I think it was distributed through ITN. I'm, I'm friends with the, the uh, Stuart over at ITN, him and his wife. So, 
you know, I mean, I played Saj, what a, a General Milan, I played the general yeah. who had to get his men to go out and kill the clowns. As I said before many times, uh, Joe let people pay to get in the movie. Yeah. So all of my soldiers paid to get in the movie. And Angie Stevenson and I are at the pool table ready to shoot. And I love Angie Stevenson. She's so pretty. (laughs) And she's a good actress, and I love her as a person. She's one of my favorite people. Anyway, as my soldiers walked in, we began to scream laughing. We couldn't stop laughing. Short, fat, ugly, old, bald, bent over, crooked. (laughs) I mean, they were the most disgusting-looking humans you ever saw. And they were playing my Well, I figured me fellas that are in the movie, but you don't look like soldiers. Yeah. I mean, out of shape wasn't the word. And I just said to Angie, this is why Hollywood has turned to shit. Well, I shot in Michigan, so all of my crew. So my first, one of my earlier movies was Mr. Jingles, which is a clown movie. And it was released through Lionsgate. And it's the same. I have similar to the same, but I didn't, they didn't pay to get in. They just look like... <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm, in a, I'm in about four cl- Lionsgate clown movies, and it's enough. No more clown movies. Although Joe's, Joe Kelly's got me coming back in uh, Clown Motel 99, and he's got me. <laughs> and I, I don't know that I'm going to be in. If they make a sequel to Clowny, I don't think so. And I can't give away why, but. Okay. Unless I come back as a ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like like it, so. So I have a lot of work ahead of me. The Slaughter Sisters movie has a demon that eats pedophiles, so. (laughs) That's good. Like, to be like, you know, kind of like sharks, you know, they're they're just doing what they do. They're really not super bad, you know. People say to me, do you watch yourself in your films? And I say, no, I hate horror movies. I never watch horror movies at all. Actually, a lot of horror filmic, uh, horror actors are exactly like that. Because all of the ones that I I know, they don't they don't like horror that much either. No, I find horror, I love movie, it. horror movies are cheesy, it. very cheesy, stupid, the same old crap over and over again. And we're no longer afraid of werewolves and vampires because today, with the violence going on in our cities, we're afraid to go out in the street and get shot. <laughs> so you think <laughs> you think Dracula is going to frighten me? No way. No, but uh, well-crafted movies like Get Out or Black Phone. Some of those, those yeah, are I like Black really, Phone a lot. Yeah. I thought Black Phone was no, done very well. It was different. We hadn't seen it yet. Good yeah. movies like The Night of the Living Dead, the original. Oh, yeah. Of course. I love that. <laughs> of course. I know. I so, was, you know, when they were going to first screen it because they had a black actor, they were putting the, the film reels in their trunk when they heard Martin Luther King was shot. Yeah. The, that it, like that because like, uh, George Romero tells that story all the time because it, his movie had a black lead, so it was like so favorite, important at the time, you know. My other favorite horror movie is Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Oh yeah, I like Psycho. They don't make them like that, you know. As I told all, like I told all the producers I know, can't we get quality in our horror movies? Why must they always be cheesy looking, and yeah. why must they always be tits and ass in it? You know, you always got to have girls with fake boobs in a pool. You or, don't or have to. I don't really have that. My my girls mostly have regular boobs. <laughs> no. I mean, no, I mean can, can't we have actors any? Can't we have actors anymore? Doesn't anybody want to act, portray, become? Why Why is it they act like themselves? Like, as I meet them at red carpets and on film, they're identical. Nobody acts. And I think that's what's wrong with film today. Hollywood's in bad shape. Atlanta is big. 
Atlanta's a new yeah. Hollywood. Because of Tyler Perry, it's all him. Tyler Perry is probably genius. Genius. the genius of our yeah. time. He's yeah. the black Steven Spielberg. He yeah. is wonderful. But Georgia also has a good tax credit. So yeah. it works both for them. Because I in Michigan, they used to have a really good tax credit. And when it tanked, all of my all of the movies I was working on tanked at the same time. So I would kill to live to work in a Tyler movie. Yeah. I love I love his Medea. I have yeah. several films. Oh, and so. he does I have never missed a Medea. Oh my gosh. The Medea premieres in, in Michigan. They were out of this world, people around the theaters. I love he is absolutely yeah. wonderful as Medea. Yeah. I love Medea. Yeah. We That's have, good film. That's we have, fun. We have several films that are going to be shooting. But I want to go. I want to go to Atlanta. I keep telling Jimmy, let's cool. go to Atlanta and get work. I'm dying to work in Atlanta. Yeah. I love it, though. I think it's all terrific. Did, did, did you say we have a film we're going to do in Atlanta? Yes, we have two. Two films in Atlanta. So I'm looking awesome. forward. Um, awesome. So, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. So, what? do you know? Oh, wait. What's his go name? Ahead. I forgot his name. Oh, shit. I forgot his name. Uh I was going to say, because I forgot where. I think he's from uh, Kansas Kansas City, though, or someplace. But there's well, another horror movie. Because, you know, there's a whole there's a whole uh, group of people who make, you know, low-budget indie horror films that do really well. Yeah. I know uh, a lot of them. I know um, uh, Sarah French and Joe Netter and Marcel Waltz. Yes, very well. The three of my most delicious, wonderful yeah, friends. I, that premiere I too. love and adore Mark. That's Mar- the rap, right? I just Mar- was oh, yes. Were you there? Okay, yeah, that's what I recognize you from. That yeah. I remember that. Okay, Marcel yeah. Waltz is. Go and watch the movie, movie, and I, I sneak out and leave usually. <laughs> but you just gave me three names that I love so much. I'm very yeah, close. I love them. I love them. Very close. Great. Very close I knew Joe Netter back in the day when he was trouble. He was. <laughs> he used to always make sure everyone could see his dick and balls. <laughs> Really? The convention we went to. It was so funny. He'd be next, but he he used a lot of recreational stuff. He was so funny, but he's such a brilliant writer. You know what I mean? It's like Absolutely. he is so funny though. And if you you get when you get to know him really well, he's super sarcastic. And it's just every time I'm sitting with him, he just says something under his breath that makes me laugh so hard. I found, I found Joe Knitter to be one of the most honest people I've ever met. Yes. Yes. He tells it like it is. And he exactly. talks about people in our business who have yeah. tried to fuck him over. Yeah. And, and we have a lot of stories about some creeps out there that I'm yeah. still dealing with. Yeah. Uh, some horrible makeup people that uh, are not nice in the business. Yeah. They're losing business because their name is just so terrible, if you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway. Really, but that's okay. You don't have anyway, to say no, Nitter, We can't say anything. No, Joe Nitter, Marcel, and Sarah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're great people. No, they've, come, they've come to my defense. Yeah. And, and they're wonderful people. They're I also, though, those are people, them. those are like, so their their budget movies are higher budget. I mean, because like I have friends that make like $20,000 movies that right. you know, sell them and they do $200,000 and that's a home run, you know? Yeah. You know, they like make money and uh, it's terrifier and terrifier too. Oh, ter- look at terrifier. <laughs> see, now I didn't even think the first terrifier was good. I mean, it was okay. I didn't see the it's second okay. one. But you know what okay. they did is they're genius marketers. They went to all yeah. of the conventions and they brought all of these brought all of these people to them to have this fan base that when they released it and they put it in theaters, everyone went. I'm so gonna try to do the same thing. Like four walling, like you used to four wall movies. They did this with with the convention in marketing wise. They were genius about yeah. that. 
you know what? I think I'm going to have a little dinner party. I'm inviting you. I'm inviting my, uh, Michelle Kanan, who's a fabulous director. That's Sean Kanan's wife. Cool. And Ray, Ray Razor and uh, Bronco. I'm going to invite just producers and directors, a small dinner party. I think you guys should know each other. Maybe if you network. Actually, they're all going to be I'm there speaking. Friday. See the Mountains movie? Oh, my God. I hate him. They're all going to be could there Friday. Me, could you lend me 3000 bucks so I could divorce this jerk? No, they're all going to be there Wednesday. I mean, Friday. They'll all be there. I can introduce her to Yeah, but you're going to introduce them with 300 people in the well, lobby. I know, hey, it would be nice if we could do an intimate thing because I'm always food. Yeah, I, I, I think if all of you, because you, I think you're good. I don't know for sure, but I, my hunch is you're good. And I, Michelle Kanan is a fabulous director, fabulous cool. writer. She started Studio City. She's directing my movie, The Curse of Magic. Because I'd love I love her. I, I need her in that film. She's, in that film. she's directing so my trilogy. So I think trilogy, if we have, Sean, we'll have Sean Kanan, Michelle, you, and Reza, and, and Franco, and Reza's brother. And we'll have a lovely dinner party. And you all can maybe come up with a good film between all of you. Maybe. <laughs> That would be awesome. Wouldn't it be nice to make a good one for a change? Woo. It would. It would. It would. Okay, I'm going to work on that. So real yeah. quick, how does everybody find you on Facebook? Um, you can uh, Motor City Nightmares or just Tommy Brunswick. There you go. Motor City Nightmares, you guys, because yeah. she's making I want to add everybody because she you don't mind driving, <laughs> Tommy. You don't mind driving out to Palm Springs. No, I can figure it out. I, no, Easy. I we do it all the time. We cannot put you up because we don't have a guest room. That's fine. He took it over with his horror dolls. <laughs> I have oh, a museum here. You got to see it. I have a museum it. of horror movies. The horror actually. museum. I love it, though. That's my favorite. Yeah, you will <laughs> like it. What I like about it is everything is covered in three inches of dust. <laughs> That's all right. We'll come there with the, with the duster. You never dust the dolls. You got I dust them only once a year. They're action yeah. figures. <laughs> That's my action figures. Thank you. I call them dolls. And I've got some All right, you guys. So follow Tommy. Check out her films that we talked about. She's gonna get get them re released soon, and uh, uh, we're gonna see her Friday at uh, Bermuda Island because we've got our second guest coming on. But we want to thank awesome. you for coming on. It was such a pleasure. I'm so happy that I do know you, and yeah. I can't wait to give you a big hug on Friday. So we'll see you on Friday. And now we'll get to and know thank you. Angela Joseph for setting this up. Now yeah. we'll even get to know you better. Absolutely. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions. Same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. For sure. I think you're sensational. Thank you. I love you guys. Thank you so much. We'll see in the long run. Yeah. Love you. All right. Thanks, Tommy. Bye we'll bye, see you Friday. Bye-bye. Thank you for a good show, honey. Bye-bye. Thank you. Hey, everybody. We're going to do a real quick music break. Uh, here is the Nicotine Dolls, What Makes You Sad, and then we're coming back with our next guest, Nicole Vegas. Enjoy.
Everybody, so that was oh, the Nicotine so- Dolls. The name of the song was What Makes You Sad. It's one of my favorite songs. And uh, now we're gonna bring on our second guest. Her name is Nicole Vegas. So let's bring her on and say hello. Woo! Hey! Hey! Oh, oh, I see something. Oh, How you doing? Woo, woo, look at you, my dear. You're melting oh, up. Thank you so much for having me. It's gonna be great. So you look. I'm kind of dressed, dressed up today. Yeah, you look fabulous. Thank you. One of my friends' uh, boutiques, Melandra Boutique, so I love her dresses. They're always good for the red carpets, too. <laughs> you're, you're melting our camera lens. Oh, that that much? I, I, and over here, I'm freezing. I had to, I had to warm up some tea here. <laughs> you're, oh, hang on. Let me make an introduction. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. The incredibly talented and beautiful Nicole Vegas. Hello and welcome Thank to the show. So Thank you so much for having me on. I'm I'm really excited. Um, I don't know a lot of people um, 
realize that I've been in the show business. Next month will be two years. And you've two done a years lot of in the show business industry. It's um, it's a lot of work. Actually, all work, and then eventually you get to see something on the big screen. So this is my cool, outrageous man about town co-host Ron Russell, who's also my husband. Unfortunately, oh. <laughs> could you loan me some money? I want to divorce him. <laughs> Oh no no don't no divorcing you're in it for the long haul. I think with, right. uh, well, I'm 82 years old. What kind years. of long? I'm 82. What long ride? <laughs> if I got to be a little lucky. You guys yeah. have so much fun together, and you bring so much good energy. And one of these days, I'll see you on one of the red carpets. Oh no, absolutely, absolutely. Come come Friday. Are you in LA? No, I won't be going Friday. Where She's are in you? Las Vegas. Another time. Maybe on the upcoming one that I'm doing. I actually have a film I'm putting together called Desert Fiends. Uh, it's a horror film. So it was really cool that you got to um, interview someone that does uh, those conventions. Yes. Oh, yeah. We love we love her and she'll be there Ooh. Friday. Um, she said it was cool that we got to interview the girl with the convention. She's a movie coming out. We'll talk about it in a minute. First of all, say hi to the chat room. We have a chat room full of people. Well, so then, I don't see it though. I can't see anybody. I don't know. I can't see anything that pops up. So you'll have to let no, me know. Uh, actually, if, where you wrote thank you, if you look up there, it says private chat. If you click to the right, it says comments. And I think you can see them there. Um, oh, 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 but uh, oh. either way, you don't have to see them because I'm going to read them to you anyway as we're going along. So you guys, first of all, if you want to follow Nicole, she's on Instagram at Nicole underscore Butler Vegas. She has a very interesting story. Like she said, she's only been in the entertainment industry for two years. But she was born and raised in Buffalo, New York, and she was in the Air Force Security Forces, and she's proficient in combat arms, self-defense, and law enforcement tactics, which I think is so cool because you look like a supermodel. And so, like, I, I like to watch you, like, you know. It's confusing to a lot of people. They're just – but then when they see me in action – and I used to be a cop, too, in North Las Vegas, so my hair pulled back. It's just a different look. Um <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, wait. We, we, it's very confusing wait. to them. <laughs> you, you, like, were you in the Navy? I was in the Air Force. Uh, I was deployed. Oh, I you were in the Navy because I saw these two huge torpedoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it is the dress, you know. At first, I was going to have a dress up to here so they could stay focused. No, 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 no. No, we have a We have a fan in England. He's who, not here today. He's not here today, and he's going to kill himself. Because whenever we have a beautiful, sexy blonde on, he goes crazy. Oh, well, so, maybe it's for the best then. We don't want anybody to have any injuries. You know? No, no, really. <laughs> injuries. No, he does. He, he, he passes out. I mean, oh, well, that's what I'm saying. You know, we don't want anybody to have any injuries. Maybe uh, prepare him, give him like one of those helmets, you know, so he doesn't have any injuries to his head. I don't know what to say. Well, he I mean, people in, actually he, fall he around that set. Actually, it's, it's happened. They well, literally um, fell near me. Like literally fell down to the ground. Uh, so okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Go, Ron. This fan lives in London. Let's give him a shout oh. out. Okay. Hey, what's Dave from Stars Now UK? Dave. Dave, uh, know Dave. Dave Hughes. That's it. Dave Hughes. Dave Hughes. Dave, you have to watch this. We'll tell, I'll tweet it to him. And send, tell him send, just send him a kiss. because Say hi, Dave. Say Good. <laughs> he'll watch us. He'll, watch, he'll see us on you. He'll see the show on YouTube. So I have a question for you. So, so you were a police officer. You did all these things. How did you decide? And you live, li I don't know. And you lived in Las Vegas. How did you decide? Okay, now I think I'm going to go like work in the movie industry. 
Well, I didn't know it was going to be like this, like the work behind it. You know, most people that never done anything just are like, oh, it's easy. I'll just be on set. But I wanted to build a community uh, connection because I did a lot of nonprofits in the last 12 years. I, I donate a lot of my time and services to connecting people to the resources they need. Uh, that's my passion. So I felt that I could build a platform through uh, showbiz. I just didn't realize how much work and energy and time and dedication and craziness. There's a lot that goes on. As you know. Yes, we know. <laughs> we, I, bet, I, bet, I bet a lot of the men that you arrested couldn't wait to be handcuffed by you. You know, now with that, you know, you don't want to be in that cop car, though. It's, you didn't get it. Those handcuffs, I do clean them, but mm, the idea looks good, but then the whole behind the scene. It's, no, it's but the, the joke is, you know, how men like to be have sex with handcuffs. That was the joke. <laughs> 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 it didn't. It didn't play, so we'll dump it. <laughs> oh my gosh! That's no, but I did enjoy. It was just. It was a hard career field. I mean, the things that you have to see, the suicides, the domestics, the sexual assault. Uh, it, it's all day, every day. So, and I have a family, and I did end up resigning, and I had job guilt done for two years. It was such a horrible feeling that I couldn't do both. Something had to give. The bad was outweighing the good for me, especially having. I have three boys. The two are grown now that are going to be 28 and 22 years old. You have a 28-year-old son? What? You have a 28-year-old son? Yes. we. Oh, you look like you're 28. <laughs> it's the good lighting, you know? <laughs> I didn't know what, how this was going to turn out, but it's all in the lighting and makeup. Now, setting. listen, did you ever shoot anybody? Did um, you ever I shoot did, anybody? but I've always had my gun out. So there's like the three C's, contain, control, and communicate. Well, tell us, tell us about, tell us why and how, why did you shoot somebody? What's the story? No, I didn't shoot anybody. Oh, you I didn't? didn't. I just had my gun out. That's a lot of paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> you said there's three C's. You bring your gun out, contain, control, and what was the other one? Communicate. So Communicate. when you head south, a lot of people panic. They don't know. They lose their head. You got to see where the exit is. Uh, you know, with the thing that happened out here on October 1st, you know, with that massacre of that Mandela Bay, a lot, it, that was pandemonium. There's a lot of people that are able, that are in the first responders, that are able to help out when something heads south. It's really important. That's what helped me on the sets, too. I was able to do PA really well, slate, grip, uh, learning AD. It, it's it's be able to work together as a team. I think you need to have some type of background, especially if you go into this industry. What can you bring? How can you help people out? Get it done. Hey, once in a while, look nice. See, I cleaned up nice sometimes. Sometimes... What made what made you decide to be an actress from being a cop? Well, that I, I resigned six years ago, so it wasn't just going right into actress. Uh, I ended up helping somebody up on set, and uh, I didn't even know anything about PA work. I, I know I helped watch a dog and it like pooped on me, so I was like, I don't know if I like PA work so much. <laughs> this wasn't so great and glamorous. Uh, but then I got to connect with Julie Goldman, and she does casting out here. And I got to go on um, The Cleaning Lady. It was my first set. Oh, that's a, cool show. that's a cool show. The Cleaning Lady, uh, Warning Brother, it's a TV series. Really, yeah, cool. really great people. But they bought me. They gave me my first tap Harley. They paired me with this really young guy. And I'm like, I was confused. I did say it out loud. I'm like, is this a cougar scene? I was like, I'm really confused right now. I said, I'm your mother's age. I said, don't even get fresh with me, but I'm going to hold your arm because they're like, go to Mark 2. Like, what are they saying to me? Reset. It was a long 12 hours on top of Dre's nightclub. Um, but then they had me back for Precision Driver. 
I ended up getting my son that's 11 years old on there. That was really cool. Um, Try to get him on this stuff um, because the other two boys are grown. The one's a seven week into Marine boot camp. That's a oh, tough wow. Oh, yeah. And then the other one's a pilot in the Air Force. So I just want them to drop off their old well, They all followed you then. They all followed you into the Air Force. They, well, or military. Yeah, they, military. they like that. Yeah, I, I, I'm proud of them. I just told them, don't get married till 30. I'm like, Mom, don't get married till 30. Don't don't do it to me. You know, I, don't make me a grandma yet. You know, like I'm still raising one younger one left. And that young one, there's something with the last one that really challenges your motherhood. I'm like, wow. <laughs> wow. Some of the things I feel like I'm traumatized for a bit. He just really each one. So, so I know that you've worked. So we'll talk in a little bit about Desert Fiends. I want to bring up since we're gonna to go to a Mahal Brothers thing that you're a PA on Arena Wars. Uh, you were a PA on Arena Wars, and we know all these people. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's Desert Fiends. We'll go back to that one in a second. So uh, Arena Wars has Michael Madsen, Eric Roberts, Robert Lasardo, John Wells, BJ Mezik, Robert Donovan, and Sherry Davis. We're friends with all of them. And, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy them all. Um, we have Robert Lasardo coming on this Desert Fiend one, which is really I'm, – I'm so excited. Um, yeah, I, I did PA. First um, – Michael Mahal tried to have me audition for Arena Wars, and I was so new. I didn't know how to audition, so I reached out to an acting coach, and he wasn't available, and I, just time went by, and I missed the opportunity. And then I got an opportunity to do, like, the stunts and background, but then my husband went away, so I, I had my youngest son, so that missed out, but then I got to be PA for a day. I was like, oh, my goodness. So I wanna, so what I want to do with that, so, okay, because I have, uh, I actually did the teaser for it because I think our, our fans like all those people that are in it. And since you did get the PA on it, we're going to play a teaser for it. It's only like a minute, so we're coming right back. So and Sherry Davis is one of my closest dear friends. We love friends. Sherry Davis. I love, I love Sherry. her. I, so, I enjoy her so much. Sherry Davis, I love you. We chat. She, she supports me in a lot. I support her back. Um, I just, I, I enjoy her. Um, I had a good time when I did get to meet her. Had some couple laughs that I probably won't share. Uh, That's okay. That she wears sexy dresses. She wears sexy dresses like that too. But hang on one sec, Juan. Go ahead, you guys. Here's the teaser trailer for the Mahal Brothers Arena War, starring all those people that we talked about, and Nicole actually worked on the set. Here mm -hmm. it is, everybody. Welcome to the next exciting episode of Arena Wars. Robot has offered you a ticket out. Win Arena Wars, win your freedom. Everybody stick together. For the first time, Arena Wars will feature an innocent contestant. Whatever happens tonight, don't stop the show. There he is, the man of the hour. You're the new fan favorite. Bam. <laughs> Ooh, I felt that from here. So now is Arena Wars, is that even available? That's not out yet, right? That's coming out this year, I, I think. I don't know. I can't speak for them. I had no idea. I, I hope sure. it is. I'm I, sure. I got to see the behind the scenes, though, with the stunt performances. And that's why I know uh, joining and taking stunt lessons. It, it's amazing. I love when things like that get put together. Yeah. I have got to say something. The Mahal brothers do wonderful films. I've seen two of them, The Art of the Night of the- Art, Art of the Dead? The Art of the Dead, which I enjoyed, and I love Tommy Knockers. So the Mahal brothers, I think right now, and with Marcel Waltz, his blind and his movies are brilliant. 
So I would say Marcel Waltz and the, the, the brothers, the twins, are really doing good work in horror movies. I would suggest everyone see their films, their quality films. They're good. They're made well. They're shot well. The color, the sound, everything is perfect. Yeah, I enjoyed Michael Sue, but I, I was on another set and it didn't turn out so well. So I take the good with the bad. No, Michael Sue's good. Michael Sue's Michael movies Sue's are good. awesome. And Tony Sue, um, I got to work with them on Death Club. I don't know if you know that with Ronnie. Yeah, that's Ronnie's film. Yeah. And Sabra and Gene Heathen. Gene Heathen's been on the show like several times because we like love her. You know Gene mm -hmm. Heathen. Absolutely. And uh and Dustin Ardeen is in that. And and so let's go real quick because I think you guys are crowdfunding for Desert Fiends, right? Starring Robert Lasardo. Shout out to um somebody, Dennis Bonella. He just put us over the third five K mark um today. So I, I'm really happy. And the reason why we're crowdfunding, so I reached out to the Michael Madison. And he wants 25K for a cameo part. Oh, man. <laughs> that's a lot of money. That, for that's a very cheap, darling. How about an actor that we know that has Alzheimer's and he doesn't even know his name and he's a very famous actor. And he got one, wait, I'm speaking. He got $1 million for, for 10 minutes of for, work. No, four hours. Oh, four hours of work. One million bucks for four hours of work. And they had to lead him on. He didn't even know who he was. He works with an earplug, and they he, they fed him his lines. So tell me Hollywood has not gone insane. Well, if he has white hair, he's on. He has to have white hair, though. <laughs> no, he's bald. He's a bald guy. Oh, he is. Oh, I was hoping it was you. <laughs> uh, really? Oh, no, I wish. I wish he was getting a million dollars for four hours. I'd be happy as shit. That's what I was leading up to. I was like, does he have white no, hair? No, no, no. This, this actor's been on TV for years and in films for years. He's in all the action movies. You know who he is. He's bald. We can't say. We can't say his name, but he's suffering right now from Alzheimer's. And one million bucks for four hours work, which I think is ridiculous. You know, I'm fighting this thing about... Producers are only hiring names to get money. In other words, if you don't have a big name, you're not going to get funded. And I think that's bullshit. We have to go back to scripts. Read a script. Fund a good script to make a good movie. Any actor can be great if they're good actors. I mean, you don't need a name because most of these actors that are paid millions of dollars don't even deliver. They, they don't rehearse. They come on the set and they're fed lines through an earplug like Johnny Depp and they get or Meryl Streep, and they get millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, it's, I'm it's against that. I'm really against that. No, it, it's wasted money. I prefer the money to go to a good script. What do you think? Well, you, Nicole. I have a lot of people always send me scripts, like nonstop. And so I want to make sure it's copyright. It's actually their script. So I'm finding out yes. people sent me stuff, and it wasn't even theirs. Um, and then I like the, if it's a good storyline, I then look to see what work they've done. If they've ever done a feature film before, because that's hard to invest with somebody that's never been in any feature films, have done no work. You wouldn't hire a doctor that doesn't have the credentials. So no, I agree. I agree with all of but that. But you see, today anybody could get in a movie if you have a couple of thousand bucks. You pay the producer to be in the movie, which I think is outrageous. There are so many actors out there who are good, who have been working for years, who do not get these parts because they're given to the payola people. So, well, with that that play to pay perk, um, what I like about that 
if they do know their lines and they do go to an acting coach, which I do have one available, I'm like, oh no, let's 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 get you going in the right direction. I like that they have the opportunity then to learn what it's like to be on a set, work with people that have good credibility, that have been seasoned in this industry. So that part's really amazing. Um, but if you're not knowing your lines and you're doing half butt, I don't know if you can swear on this, Bill. I don't know if you can Yeah, you can swear. Half-ass shit. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, then, no. Um, I think you need to work on who you are, build your craft, build your brand. Um, but if there's opportunities to work with other people, absolutely. I'll love to do that. Um, I got, I'm usually on SAG sets and been on a union pay, but opportunities with these Indiegogos, I was like, oh, let me... Let me see who this is all about. Maybe I want to work with somebody. Maybe I want to connect with them. And I like global. So I, I just talked to somebody from UK. Not David, though. It's a different guy. Uh, really, really, his name was Damien. And really good people in India. I just want to be more connected to people globally. So if there's opportunities for that, absolutely. We'll back them, support them. I've even volunteered to help out on set. I didn't get any pay for it. But then I got to learn. And I, I, got I know. So much of it, so much of it is a racket. Somebody sent me a thing. If I gave them ten thousand dollars, I could work with the famous name in a movie. The name they gave me wasn't even famous. So I wrote back, "Baby, I've worked with Sophia Loren and Tia Punta. Now those are famous names. And guess what? I got paid. And that's how it should be. It shouldn't be that you pay Ola or pay to get in a movie because half of the time they do it, they want to show off." They want to tell their friends they're in a movie. They don't give a shit about acting. Whereas we actors, for 64 years I'm in the business of suffering to get where I am today, okay? I suffered for 64 years, raising children, doing all kinds of shit like you do. You, I know what you're going through. Paying your dues. Paying your dues. Paying my dues. And I deserve every movie role I have. In the nine films I'm going to shoot this year, I'm happy. But the jerks that are paying to get in, I resent them because they don't they stumble over the cables. They don't know their lines. They don't know how to address a camera. They don't know how to work with another star. I mean, I worked in a movie where I was a general and I had these people that were soldiers that didn't know their asses from their elbow. And that scene was very weak. And I told the director and the producer, I said, why? It's a little scene, but it's an important scene. And they said, well. They gave us six thousand dollars among all of for the to make the film. Sad. I wish that money lenders would read scripts and well, fund that's, scripts. Yeah. That's what I I, I, get, I agree. Uh, very important. So there's things too where there's people new that want to be seen, heard, have the experience. So I connected to some of my acting coaches and talent because I feel that so they can prepare themselves, know what it's like to be in front of camera, uh, do your character arc, learn your back history of your character. Um, do, Nobody uh, does that, but you know that. Just like no, now, nowadays, they don't do back characters and character analysis no. and study. Like that's all stuff that you do, do, which is great, and that's and what I he do. does. Listen, I'm so afraid of being on a film, and the person that has to feed me a line is doing it for the first time, because they're going to make me look bad. I work with professional people. We understand each other. We know when to look at each other. How to give facial expressions. But these other people don't. Tommyknockers for number one is a wonderful movie. But there was one scene where a woman was in it that was obviously a payola. And she ruined the scene because she wasn't acting. She was terrible. She was like reading a line. And 
I mean, being a professional, I notice it. I don't think maybe the audience did, but you would notice it. I would. I do notice actually, and also continuity. I, I see it when things are misplaced or not the same. Uh, it's just continuity. continuity is important. It is important. Character development is important. Learn who you are. Don't learn your lines only. Learn who you are. Become who you are. Okay, it's called method. But you don't have to be crazy method like some that they live it. But when you're working, become the character. It's so much easier than just standing there and do this. You know, when I work, I was in one movie where I played a nasty cop. And you know what? I was at my desk on a telephone. You know what I did? Picture nose. <laughs> <laughs> because it made the scene wonderful. It so made it real. So the mannerisms and also bringing a uniqueness that um, and some people don't, though. That's where I think the acting classes uh, from different actors come into play, more tools in your toolbox. The more time you're on set the more you get comfortable and be able to uh, feed off of other people. Sometimes people give me nothing. They don't have anything. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm on my no, own here. I've, I've seen some actors who stand with their arms at their side. They do not act. They simply deliver lines. And it makes me crazy. I want to stand up in the theater and say, what the fuck is that shit all about? You know, you're just reading lines. What are you, out of your mind? So. I don't read long. Look at how we move our hands, how we move our faces, how we play with our hair in real life. Right. I mean, look at you shaking your shaking those 38 And then improvise on Hang on. I want to brag a little. Okay, because for two years you've done a lot. First of all, you were on two episodes of CSI Vegas, but I wrote down some of the films that you've worked on, and I wrote down some of the people in them because Ron and I know these people. Um, like you've done, you did a pay to die. Eugenia Kuzmina is a good friend of ours. James Duvall, Sean Phillips. They've all been on our show. I love Ken Devishian, Angel Salazar, Robert Miano, Douglas Tate. We know all of them. Yeah, um, and I, I enjoy them so much. Um, a lot of them are going to be on this, uh, desert themes. Uh, yes, I saw that. The first time I met you, the first time I met Eugenia, I couldn't stop looking at her. She had any makeup on and her hair was hanging and she was probably one of the most beautiful women I have ever seen. Eugenia Cosmina is really a beauty. I, I haven't seen her at work yet. Then you have one movie I saw her in, and the movie was bad, but she was good. So you also have a movie, Woods Witch. It's a horror comedy with Sally Kirkland. Oh, Sally is a, good, a good friend, friend of his. I love Sally. Lisa Wilcox has been on the show, Tom Sizemore, James Duvall, Kelly Lynn Ryder, Robert Lasardo, and Ken Devishian. Um, like we've mentioned Death Club because I think it's just getting ready to come out, right? It did. Um, yeah, I saw the movie premiere. They just did such a great job. I mean, that was an all-star team I was on. Uh, the cast and crew chemistry was phenomenal. I chased that, again, to have something like I did on that set with them. Neil Patel is actually um, doing uh, the Bollywood Hollywood uh, Las Vegas Film Festival. He's putting yeah. something together, which I'll be a judge on. So there's a lot of opportunities. It's just getting connected. And um, what can I bring? How can I help out? How can I make it better? Well, you also in because you're in. Oh, go ahead. You have, did you have scenes with Sally Kirkland? I didn't have scenes with her. No. Shame. She's an she's Academy Award winning actress. Academy, she's just a brilliant actress, and she's a teacher also. She's also you. Know, you, you were in uh, uh, William Baldwin's like TV series, The Trouble, right? I saw oh that was gosh, on. William McInerney. Yeah, it's a TV series, uh, The Trouble with Billy. I had a small cameo part, um, and that was really cool to be part we of. Yeah. 
we had him on the show when he was we had him on the show when he was developing it and and a lot of cool people are in that william mcnamara tom sizemore angus mcfadden robert wagner gianni capaldi um well we we, we uh, know half of those costas mandalore paul van victor randall battenkoff sally kirkland like half those people have all been on the show and and you have a show right like i forgot like so you have a show called vegas views I want to ask you another question. Hold it before we go over. Did you call yourself Vegas because you love Las Vegas so much? Well, I actually changed that um, when I was in law enforcement so people couldn't track uh, my last name. Uh, so I guess it stuck because my name is actually Nicole Butler. On my IMBD page, it says Nicole Butler. But now I have to go Nicole Butler Vegas. Somehow it's almost like being married now into that name. <laughs> I like that. Nicole Vegas is, uh, is catchy. Better than Butler. Nicole Vegas, I could remember. Yeah, it's, so, it's, it's no really. I changed. I changed my name to Russell because of my buddy Jane. Jane Russell was my best friend, so I took her name when I was a kid. My name was too Italian, and Ron Russell works. It's easy to remember. You have to know uh, some of these names today. They use their real names, and I can't pronounce them. Uh, or I mean, like Eugenia Cosmina. You know, that's a diff- difficult one. Yeah, I'm not actually Jimmy Starr, so like Jimmy no, Starr is not. His real, name, his, real, his real name was Mary Dugan. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, so tell us. So you have a talk show called Vegas Views, uh, and you do it in Las Vegas. And what's the premise of the show? It's just connecting people, uh, the, the talent, the business. Uh, it's, it's, it's more global. Uh, anybody that wants to come on, they could sign up through M- Maria Pereza through Social Media Shows Network. And I've also done red carpets now. I guess a lot of people like when I'm giving interviews and seeing what they're about and kind of putting a spotlight on them. And I love that part. You get to learn so many uh, about people's talents and where they come from and uh, some really good heartfelt uh, connections. I, I, I love that part. That, that how, part do you, how, do people, how do people see that show? Where do they go to see it? Uh through social media shows network. Okay. And she's also uh, on, uh, I think Spotify now. She just uh, started that with the Spotify. Really cool. Oh, I got to share something else. So there's a days of the dead event coming up next month here. I have a booth uh, with social media shows network. I'm going to do interviews, but I'm also having Sean C. Phillips come out and we're making, I'm making a 10 by eight banner of desert fiends. So I'm really excited to connect with the people from the days of the dead event. There is so much talent and there's so many people to connect to. So that part, I get really excited. I get tired. Their events are Nicole, another question. Nicole, if the script is good and you were asked to be nude, would you do a nude? Oh, probably not. No, I don't. I don't. This is this is as much as I go. I mean, I'm in my bikini sometimes, but then people can't handle themselves too well. So I don't want to. I don't want to open up those kind of doors. I think I'd rather be like combat soldier. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're, not, you're not answering the question. No, Which, she said no. Oh, you yeah, said yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. She said no. Good. That's a good, that's a good answer. That's a very good answer. I think it's if a good answer. If they ever asked me to do a nude, I'd say it won't be attractive. So let's not. I did do a, a slight romantic scene through a Neil Brain's movie. He just had out. Uh, we did a private screen. Good thing it was a private screen. I was able to... Um, talk out loud on that one but it was close like close you know oh, no, no 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 but it looked like it so i was like oh no now that it looks like it people are gonna be like well you did it on his film i'm like oh yeah. <laughs> Listen, i i did that with terry moore terry moore's an old movie star and we did uh movie kisses we showed the audience on film 
how we kiss in the movies, and we miss each other's mouth. One kisses here, one kiss, you know, you kiss off the lips because uh, some people's breath smells when you work with them and you really don't want to kiss them. Yeah, they, they like to <laughs> kiss up their lines and do it over again and again, like, uh, uh. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> We didn't get it close enough. That's what they said. So we didn't get the shot. Can we do it again? So here's a question I like to ask all the actresses, and you're kind of like an actress, and you you work bef- behind the scenes and front of the scenes. But uh, so it's a two part question. First part is male and female actor on a bucket list. If you could work with anybody, they could be living or dead. And then the second part of the question is, if you could have ever been in any movie that's ever been made, what movie would you have liked to been in? Uh, oh yeah, goody goody stuff. Um, so Bruce Willis. Okay. Bruce Willis, I, I, I don't usually, I'm a fan of any, anybody or anything, but him, I would, if we were like in an elevator, somehow we'd be stuck on the elevator together. I would, Jaws of Life couldn't pry me from him. So maybe it's best that he's not into the show business anymore. <laughs> Get him good. That letting go. Um, and then the movie I'd love to have been in is G.I. Jane. Oh, I love that movie. You know, so that movie did- that movie did not do well. Like I, I got panned a lot. I have seen that movie five hundred times. I know all the lines in it. Um, I think that is like one of the greatest movies ever. And I don't know why it didn't do well, but I love that movie. I watch it at least once a year. Um, I, I really love that movie. Okay, so what's a female actress you'd like to work with? It would be her. Oh, Demi, Demi Moore. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, they're, they're, them too. Uh, when they were, they're, I don't know. I just, I look up to them. I like. Uh, I, I like horror. Don't get me wrong. Ever since I was little, but something with those action and being strong and getting things done and getting in there. We uh, have a we yeah. have a friend. Her name uh, who does a lot of action, female action movies now. She's starting to. She's done a couple, and her name is Nina Bergman, and she's really really. Oh, cool. I love Nina Bergman, and uh, she's super uh-huh. gorgeous, like you. She's gorgeous, but she's, well, she what can an handle act, herself. What an actress! Oh my God, she's going to be somebody big. She just signed a big deal with somebody too. Oh, she's she in some big is. Movie. I love her work. I love her, but boy, oh boy, is she good. Jesus, that movie was a wonderful I, movie. I forgot. We saw you know, a movie that she did. It was like a German, like a And the movie, German she movie. was in ripped clothes, freezing cold throughout the film, wet. I mean, it was just, that actress was put through hell in that film. I felt so bad. And yet she delivered the most. Hell hath no fury was the oh, name yeah. of the movie. And she delivered the most fabulous, she delivered a fabulous film. And the working conditions were really rough. I mean, she was beaten up, thrown around, punched, kicked, smacked, blown up. Wow. I thought when I saw her, we went to her birthday party. I said, how the hell did you endure all of that? She said, I'm still aching. And somehow she she just posted something on Instagram. It was a deadline article about some new movie she just got attached to. with really Oh, I would people. go see her films all the time. She's a wonderful actress. Yeah, she's just Nina Bergman, folks. Keep your eye on that number. So you guys, real quick, because we've only got like four minutes left and we want to uh, want Desert Fiends, you guys. They're doing crowdfunding with Robert Lozardo, Sean Phillips, Eileen Dietz, William, Bill Connor, Lorelai Linklater, and Brett Wagner. We know all of them except for Lorelai. And uh, they're crowdfunding. You can f- follow Nicole's, uh, all her posts and social media. Are you on Twitter? I'm not. Okay, I guess so I have to start joining the other social media platforms. I just didn't know I was going to be in how long or, or, or the opportunities. It just kept coming and doors opening up and uh, connecting with you guys, too. You guys are amazing. I, I can't wait to see you one day on a red carpet or at some no, we'll definitely see you. Definitely. definitely. No, we'll we're definitely going to see you. It's, uh, so the I'd like to work with you one day. Wouldn't that be fun? I would could, love that. I talked to Sean like, already. Could... I was like, hey, Sean. Sean C. Phillips. <laughs> 
You could play my you could play my daughter. We had Sean Phillips. I think we did a clown motel too. I think he's in clown motel too. I think because we oh. had a cast party. Sean Phillips, the director who's doing this movie that she's going to be in, and we had him on our our show. And I follow him in social media because he. He buys you know movies every week and shows everybody what movies he bought. He must have the biggest DVD collection on the planet. Um, but he's a cool guy and uh, his movies are pretty good. And uh, so so congratulations on that. And really congratulations on all the things that you've accomplished in such a short period of time because you got like ten movies. You know besides some TV shows. Also I wrote down Drone Down, Move Me No Mountain. Halloween Evil Lives. So you've got like a bunch of movies you've been in. Uh, you're working in front of the scenes, behind the scenes. Plus you're a TV talk show host, and now you're going to do red carpet interviews. Um, so, so you're taking taking the world by storm. You're taking the world by storm, and and it's you know more power to and, you. And I'm happy you're doing this because 15 years ago, I was always an actor. You know, I did stage and theater and movies all my life. And I began this show, so I said to Jimmy, my God, I hope people don't think that I, I, I'm a know-it-all. I'm an actor, Broadway, movies, a, a talk show host. Now everybody is exactly what I am, an actor, a Broadway star, a movie, and a talk show host. So I don't feel, I don't feel like I'm a show-off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just showing off on, on the set. Show what you got. Show your character. Make it fun. I think that's what it's all about. Uh, well, I do, but I don't. I, I don't show off because showing off gets in the way of the character. But no, what I mean to say is, I was embarrassed to tell. But they said, "What do you do?" I was embarrassed to say I had a very important talk show called "Set the Record Straight." I was on television with that one, and I interviewed Lauren Bacall, but it was Jane Russell, everybody, all the legends of Hollywood. Actually, which you're old enough to know who those people are. I didn't think mm -hmm. you were, but if you have a 28 year old son, so he was best friends with Jane Russell, and he knew Betty he Davis, he knew Elizabeth Taylor, everybody. He knew all the, the you know, the different because people. I came, I came up in that era where they were uh, working people. Um, so I, I get embarrassed sometimes when people. Somebody said I was a name dropper. I said, "Oh, go fuck yourself. I'm not a name dropper. I just knew these people. What if it was a plumber named Louis, and I talked about Louis, my plumber?" Would you call me a name dropper? No. But because I talk about Sophia Loren or Betty Davis or Jane Russell, I become a name dropper. Too bad. They were my friends. I hung out with these people. I went to their homes for dinner parties. We, we had fun together. They're my friends. So people are stupid. So you guys, Nicole, follow her on Instagram at Nicole underscore Butler Vegas. You can, oh, I like you Nicole can Vegas. For, Forget the for, butler. For the I desert like Nicole. queens. Nicole Vegas. You look like Nicole Vegas. You don't look like a butler. You look like a showgirl. And you look like a Vegas showgirl. Den Den and Nicole Den Vegas, that's your name. Donate to Desert Fiends. And uh, you guys follow Nicole. We want to thank you for coming on thank the show. You, we'll see you no, on social media because it's time to go. Everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. Nicole, thank you so much. Congratulations thank and you, good honey. luck on everything yes. you do. We'll see you soon. We'll see you soon, honey bun. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. See you next week. Can try not to so long.
Yeah, we in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Russell.